Good morning and Happy New Year. My friends, it is that time of year when we begin to wind down from the joys and jubilations of our Christmas celebrations and look forward to what God will bring us in the coming year. New Year's is, traditionally, an introspective part of the year. In that way, it serves as a sort of bookend of the season of Advent, a time of reflection which becomes the impetus for change. Our text today is about changes and the choices that Joseph made. The bliss and excitement of that first Christmas tide was unfortunately not destined to last. The text tells us that after the Magi had left, Joseph had a dream of an angel bearing dire warnings. Herod, king of the Jews, was searching for the newly born Jesus. He had heard from the Magi that Jesus was born a king, and he was frightened. And so he sought, and the word is important here, to destroy him. Not to kill him, no, but to destroy him. The Greek word used here, and I will spare you my attempt to pronounce it, is specific. It's something more than killing. It is the word that the evil spirits use when they quake in fear of and ask the adult Jesus, will you destroy us? It speaks of a total and complete destruction. These are the days after the birth, maybe a week or two at most. Our scripture, tell, our scripture today is a story of pain, of displacement, of a newly made family running madly for their lives. It is the epilogue to the story of Christ's birth. It is easy for us to think of Jesus as going directly from the baby in the manger to the adult man, traveling from town to town, curing the blind, raising the dead, and marching constantly ever closer to his fate in Jerusalem. The Gospels show us precious little of the interim between his birth and the beginning of his ministry. However, it is important to remember that even Christ, the incarnate Word of God, the Logos, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, was once a helpless child, one who needed protection and care. It is not a coincidence that this passage focuses primarily on Joseph. Joseph personifies faith in God and the courage to act on that faith. Had he less of either, than the light that had so recently come into the world, the hope in which we all place our faith could have been snuffed out then and there. And it is not as if Joseph did not have opportunities to leave this story. He did not have to stay with Mary. Society would have not only excused him breaking their betrothal, it would have been expected. Had he been caught fleeing his worldly king as he does in today's reading, it would have very likely resulted in the forfeiture of the lives of his wife, her child, and then himself. Even in successfully avoiding such a fate, Joseph still gave up everything he had in life. His friends and community, his home, and everyone else he loved in order to protect Mary and her newborn baby. For years. To live cut off from everyone you've ever known in a strange land surrounded by strangers for that long? But Joseph did it, quite promptly at that. 
even in our modern day, with all of our means of keeping in touch at a distance and all our modern convenience of travel, that's no, no small thing. To do so when travel was so dangerous, no matter one's means, and foreigners that were viewed with suspicion and distrust was nothing short of, well, miraculous. But Joseph was not doing all of this to protect his child. He did this to protect a child he knew for a fact was not his. It's easy to overlook how amazing this is because we all get to know how this story goes. We know who Jesus was and is. We've read the ending. But Joseph didn't get the benefit of knowing it was all going to be okay. He didn't have the gospel to read and know what momentous things would come of his actions. He had a dream of an angel telling him who Jesus was and a dream of an angel telling him to flee. Not even a vision of an angel, just a dream. That speaks of the kind of faith in God that can move mountains and the kind of trust in him that would let one walk on water. But more, it speaks of courage. Courage to face those who might have mocked him for following through on his betrothal to Mary. Courage to defy a tyrant. And courage to face all the dangers of his world for nothing else but to do what was right. Without that courage, it wouldn't have mattered what Joseph had believed. Without it, the light of the world might have died just a few scant weeks after it was born. There are few tyrant kings now. The spirit of tyranny, however, is alive and well in the world. It seeks to divide us, brother from brother, sister from sister. It seeks to convince us that those around us are different from us, that they are separate. Or, far worse, that they are some form of alien other to be feared. There is an attitude prevalent in our society today that we should keep our focus inward on our own families, our own goals, our own lives. It's practically baked into our culture. We shouldn't meddle. We should mind our own business. If it's not about you, then don't get involved. As I said before, this is the time for us to make resolutions for the new year. If I might be so bold, I would like to suggest one to any of you who are still searching out what yours should be. Indeed, I would even be so bold as to suggest it to those of you who have already settled on one. As you reflect on the past year and look forward to the next, I propose that we all resolve to have courage. Resolve to have the courage to do what is right because it is right, even at great personal cost to ourselves to have the courage to follow our conscience, that voice of God within us, wherever it may lead, to trust that he who hath brought us safe thus far will safely bring us home. Amen.